1: Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God, Goals, and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the pursuit of Christ. Today's episode is entitled, Stop questioning the call. And I really was led to share this message after studying Exodus. Um, if you've never read the book of Exodus, it's really a great place
2: to learn about leadership, um, being a servant, right? Moses, Moses's life and what God was able to do through and with his life Just has so many good gems, Um, especially if you're a leader, if you're trying to lead people somewhere and you're getting frustrated, if you are struggling with your identity, um, Moses is a great place um and a, a great person to study and Exodus is a great place to read um and so in reading this i was reading Exodus um 3 and 4 in in Exodus th- um 3 through 4 god it presents himself to moses tells him what to do and moses really starts questioning the call and a lot of us have been called to lead. A lot of us have been called to be um, generational curse breakers. A lot of us have been called to be, um, you know, placed in these conglomerates and these um, these mountains that the enemy has to come in and take charge and take um, God's land back. Right. Whether it be media, whether it be healthcare, whether it be um, entertainment God has called a lot of us to different areas to serve and to represent him. And many of us have questioned the call because we are afraid of, um, you know, of what may happen if things don't work out. We are looking at things based on our own strength or our own um, our own disadvantages that we have. And I, I love this story with Moses because it shows really what God wants from us and how he still loves us even when we are um, being hard-headed. And I really want us to um, discuss how to stop questioning God's call when he calls you. So uh, first I'm going to read Exodus 4 10 through 15. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And the Bible reads, but Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I am I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether a person a people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I the Lord? Now go. I will be with you as you speak. I will instruct you in what to say. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he's on his way here to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. Talk with him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with you both. And I will be with both of you as you speak. And I will instruct you both in what to do. In reading this passage, I love how God says, like, is it, I'm the one that made your mouth. I know what you have. I know what you have and what you don't have. Moses had a speech impediment. He stuttered. Um, This way he get tangled with his words. So Moses had a, a speech impediment and he had confidence or did not have confidence that when, although God had spoken to him and said a thing, that he would not be able to go and be able to perform. It would not be taken seriously when he went to Pharaoh. And so, you know, up until this point, him and God are having this dialogue. He's like, God, who do I say sent me? And God tells him, God shows him, um, you know, shows him the miracles. You know, stick your hand out. Here's the cloak. Let's do this. Hands, leper, not a leper. So God is showing himself um, to Moses. And even after that, Moses still was like, but no, though. I still I I know I know it's you God that's sending me but I don't want to do this please send anyone else and it's not up until that point Moses was asking all these questions of God but it wasn't up until that point where God said go and he basically was like nah and he disobeyed God that the next sentence said that the Lord got angry. And so I think it really speaks to um, a lot of what we struggle with when God has called us, especially if you're a first generation person, right? When God called me to start this podcast, I was like, anybody else, Lord, you don't know what I'd be doing out here in these streets. I mean, you do know because you got, but anybody else. <laughs> but I gave God my yes. And the fruit that has come out of it has been amazing. The show has been growing exponentially. Um, People have contacted, like, I mean, just things that were outside of the realm of my, my, like, exceedingly and abundantly, above all I could ask or think, has happened in regards to this show. Um, And it's just from my yes, right? Moses has the speech um, impediment and gave God these excuses And God sent Aaron with him to speak. However, as we continue to see Moses' life, Moses gets more and more comfortable with doing the talking. Right? Like, when he gave the Ten Commandments, it was Moses that read the Ten Commandments. It was not Aaron. And so, to me, it is so critical to understand that God had already given him. Like, God had already fully equipped Moses with what he needed to complete the task that God had that God had called him to. And instead of us giving God these excuses, we need to really get comfortable with saying, okay, God, if you called me to it, I know that it's going to be you that I rely on, that we're not relying on our own strengths or even our own weaknesses, but God, that you're going to give me the tools necessary and I'm going to go wherever you tell me to go. Right? Even when we try to run away from the call, you still can't outrun God. Right, that was the story of Jonah. God told him to go to go give a word in a certain place. He was like, "Nah, I'm off that." He ran away. Was on these people's boat. The boat almost capsized, and they was like, "Get out of here! You have what? What have you done? You have upset the Lord, right?" He does all of this. They throw him off the boat. He gets swallowed by a whale. He out here covered in whale juice. But when it was all said and done. Jonah still had to do what God told him to do right because God's word will not return to him void and so it's so critical and so important that we don't go kicking and screaming but that we really stop questioning the call and give God our obedience give God our yes and so if you have struggled in this area like I have like God me you want me to get on here and talk about your goodness and the Bible and this or that, right? But understanding that when I when I get on this show, I tell God less of me and more of you, God. I don't want them to hear Charlotte. I want them to hear what the Holy Spirit says. A lot of the stuff that I say on this show, one, I don't remember after I record it, um, because it really is Holy Spirit speaking to me and through me. Um, and two, it's not it's it's not up for debate. Right. Like whatever God tells me to say on the show, I say it point blank and period. It's not it doesn't matter if the show is fancy, not fancy, whether (laughs) y'all, whether, um, you know, whether it's something that goes with the times. Right. Like there's a lot of times where there's something I want to speak on. But God says no. And so in giving God my unadulterated, yes, um, meaning that there's no, you know, there's no. I'm trying to think of the word and I lost it, y'all. Anyway, there's no kinds of stipulations. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's no stipulations to uh, me doing what God said to do. I just do it. I've seen an incredible amount of fruit that I never would have ever dreamed or thought of and so I just challenge you to um, ask yourself what is God calling you to do that you're questioning what has God told you to do that you're being disobedient in and who's suffering because you have not given God your yes who's suffering because you refuse to submit right there's somebody on the other end if Moses would have never went who then would have and I'm sure God would have done what he wanted you know what his will was but the children in Israel who would have then let them out like, there's somebody suffering because, because you refuse to stop questioning the call of God on your life.
1: This episode of the God, Goals, and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God, Goals, and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show.
2: So there are three critical things that happen when you question the call. The first one is deflection, right? There's the deflection of the call. Moses was running from the responsibility. Are you really feeling like you're not equipped or do you really not want to deal with the responsibility, right? We want God to always give us the blessings, but a lot of times we don't want to deal with the responsibility that comes with the blessings. The Bible tells us to whom much is given, much is required. Do you not just want to do what's required? Because you're, you're deflecting the call. So you need to really ask yourself, God, what is the real reason that I'm feeling this level of fear? right we know that fear does not come from God that God has given us power love and a sound mind so if you're feeling fearful and you're the that's the the root of you deflecting the cause then you the call then you need to uproot that thing you need to bind the devil and cast him out and that's also a sign too that this is really a God-ordained thing because the enemy's coming against you trying to attack you trying to keep you from doing what God has called you to do because he knows that when you come into alignment and into agreement with what God has called you to do that you are virtually unstoppable because God is on your side, right? And so a lot of times we have these seeds of of not wanting to be responsible for other people. I absolutely went through this with this podcast. I was like, no, I read the Bible. I know what happens with people who come out here and proclaim your word. People who are teachers of your word were held to a higher standard um, when it comes to judgment. And I don't want that, period. Like that's really it, I not I don't want to deal with that Um, but I was not going to allow me not wanting the responsibility because again God said well who suffers because of your disobedience right who suffers because of your doubt that's the second thing that happens when you question a call there's a level of doubt Moses questioned his ability and even asked God who do I say sent me so not only do you have doubt in yourself, but truly you have doubt in God. And that is really taboo to say out loud, but you say it with your actions. God, I don't want to do what you've called me to do. And it's not even because you don't believe in your own abilities, but you really don't trust what God said he was going to do, that he going to come through and do it. And it's a trust issue. And instead of you saying, God, I'm struggling trusting you in this area, but I'm going to be obedient anyway. We just decide that we're not going to do what God has called us to do. God, I know that I need to, um, you know, do this in this relationship or get out of this relationship or start the business or leave the job or go back to school. But I don't really know how this is going to work out. And because I have this level of doubt, I want you to pick somebody else. I want you to find someone else to, to, um, to do what you've called me to do. And it's not really because I don't trust myself. I, I have more confidence in myself, God, than I have in you. But you don't want to say that out loud. But your actions show it, right? Moses straight up was like, well, who do I tell them sent me? And he knew he was talking to God. I am sent me, right? And so it's so important that we understand that. When we face doubt, really get again to the root of it. Is this a trust issue? And if it is a trust issue where you're feeling like you're struggling with trusting God, have that conversation with him. God, allow. please give me... Um, the ability to not lean into my own understanding. God, please give me the strength to to focus on your thoughts, to trust in your thoughts because your thoughts and your ways are much higher than mine. God, I trust you because you've done it before. When you really are having an issue um, trusting God in a new area or trusting God in a new way, go back and check his resume, right? I have that journal and this isn't even uh, a plug for it, but that's why I, that's, I do that. I have to sit down and say, well, God did it X, Y, and Z over here. Let me, let me pull myself together. When God says, Charlotte, go out and do this new venture. Charlotte, go out and do X, Y, and Z. I can trust him because he did it before over here. God is calling a lot of us into new seasons, into new territory. He's calling us to go to the promised land, but you're never going to get there because you're too busy not trusting him. You're too busy like the children of Israel, seeing yourself as a grasshopper in your own eyes. When God is like, who told you you were a grasshopper child? If I, if I wanted you to be a grasshopper, you would be a cricket. Like, like you would be one. (laughs) Like I did not create you. Is it not I? who who makes the mouth that you speak out of is it not i who determines who can speak who can see who can hear that i'm i'm the one i'm i'm the one that take the pressure off of you this is about you trusting god so you have a deflection of the call there is also doubt and the last thing is that there's disobedience Right. And so we, t- we touched on this already, that you see that God is having this conversation with Moses. But when he told him to go and he did not, Moses then crossed over into disobedience and delayed obedience is still disobedience. And the result of disobedience is death. How do I know? Because disobedience is sin. So what is dying because of this? Who's who, What is dying because of your disobedience? What gift, what talent, what seed is being choked out because of your disobedience? Because God does not want your sacrifice. He wants your obedience to him, your unadulterated obedience, your radical obedience. He wants you to go out and do the things that he's called you to do and to do so with um, with a a fire for him right unapologetically that's why I get on this podcast and I act the way that I act because I'm unapologetic in my relationship with God I'm unapologetically on fire for him and I don't have to answer to anybody but him because no one else has a heaven or hell to put me in some of us are too busy listening to our mamas and our daddies and the opinions of other people who don't make you who don't pay your bills who don't um who don't have a heaven or hell to put you in and you're being disobedient to God because it doesn't look right, right? The vision doesn't look right or doesn't seem right to to those people, but God didn't give the vision to them, right? I wear glasses and if you tried to put my glasses on, child, you would be blind, but the vision is perfect for me. And so a lot of times we're out here talking to too many people, and not talking to the person who gave us the idea, not talking to the person who gave us the, um, who gave us the instruction to gain the strategy, which is God. But you talking to your mom and your auntie, then, oh, girl, I wouldn't do that, child. That's, mm-mm, girl, I don't know about that. And now you found yourself disobedient and in trouble with God because you listening to people who he ain't telling you to talk to. You need to really make sure that you are seeking wise counsel, wise being that they seek God first. If your wise counsel does not turn you back around and tell you to go seek God, if that's not part of the instruction, that that is not wise counsel. You need to make sure that when you go and you speak to someone and this is how it works. When you go and you seek someone after you've been praying fervently about something, something that God has called you to do, you should get confirmation in what God said for you to do. There should be a level of confirmation that happens in that conversation and they should lead you and point you back to God. If those things do not happen, you are in the wrong place. And many of us have um, took 12 day trips like the children of Israel and turned them into 40 years because we are not looking um, to God, but we're looking to other people for their confirmation and something in a plan that they ain't got no business being in. And you want to know why you're not seeing um, the the fullness of God or you're not walking in your purpose. It's because you're questioning the call. You're trying to call yourself. Girl, God didn't tell you to go do that. I'm going to go feed these children in Africa. Who said to do that? God wants you to feed the homeless people under the bridge in your own city. But But that's not significant to you. You don't feel like that's a need or an area, even though God has called you to do that. And so it's so important that we stop deflecting, that we stop having doubt, and that we stop being disobedient to what God has called us to do. It is a trap. Disobedience is sin. Sin equals death. Do you want smoke with God? Because I don't. And that's why I be on this podcast faithfully every week, whether I feel like it or not, whether the numbers are up or not. There was a point in time, y'all, where this podcast got 400 listens for the year, the year, the year all 12 months, all 26 weeks of the month, or 52, not 26, whatever, y'all, y'all know what I'm trying to say. All 52 weeks of the month there's 26 pay periods. Okay. Um, but all 52 weeks of, of the year, they were not, nobody was listening. It felt like nobody was listening to me I'm like, God, I know you told me to start this podcast, child. Like, I know that you told me to do this. I know you've told me to show up every week. I know that you told me that this was what you wanted me to do, but I'm not seeing the fruit of it. Like, where is the fruit? Like, what? Like, are you sure? God, I'm having a hard time trusting you. God, I'm tired. God, I'm in school and I'm working full time and I'm doing this podcast and I'm exhausted. God, I don't really know how um, to, to gain the direction to get to where you called me to be with this show. But yet and still, I'm gonna show up every week. Whether there was one listen, 10 listens, 12 listens, I did not care because I knew that what I was doing was pleasing to God. And fast forward, not even a year, the podcast will be two in December. And we are almost at 9,000 listens for the year. So to go from like, 400 listens right to eight like i think right now we're at eight eight thousand five hundred and i'm like god it's only september jesus (laughs) what like my mind is blown but this just shows that when you plant the seed when you do what god says it it will grow but you have to get in position. You have to. A lot of times, you want to go from from um, seed to harvest in in two minutes. God is not a microwave. God, this there's going to be some learning, some pruning. There's going to be some growth time, right? Like food tastes better coming out the oven, and that's how I want my blessings out the oven. Blessings. That's what I want. I don't want no microwave blessings. It don't taste right. Sometimes it's cold in the middle. It just it's not good. It don't be hidden. I want blessings that God have take, has taken the time to curate to make sure that it was um, that it was exactly what he wanted for me Many of us are snuffing out our purpose and we're out here doing things prematurely because you want a microwave blessing and it's not even you're, you're selling yourself short. The food ain't even that good, y'all, because you can put everything in the microwave and you want to quick fast and in a hurry. But that's not how God works. There's seed time and there's harvest time. And I believe and I know that this isn't even the full harvest of what God has for this show or for my obedience. But I know that if he'll do it for me, then he'll do it for you. But you have to stop questioning the call and just get to a place where you get over your feelings, get over your emotions and you do it. Do the work. God, I'm, I'm trusting you. This is scary, but I'm trusting you. I'm going to be like Peter. I'm going to get out the boat. A lot of times we tell that story and we talk about how Peter didn't have enough faith to um, and he started he started sinking. But here's some things that I want you all to consider in that story where Peter God calls him out the boat. He doesn't tell Peter to come only. He says, come. There's 12 people in the boat. Peter was the only one that had the boldness to step out and walk on water. He's the only person in the Bible outside of Jesus who has walked on water. Yes, he sunk, but he did not drown. Yes, it got scary, but he did not drown. I feel worse for the people who could have also been on the list of people who walked on water who did not because they were too afraid to get out the boat. They were too afraid to make the move. They, their emotions were dictating their actions. We are called to subdue everything on the land, including our own emotions. Acknowledge them, deal with them, but they should not control what you do. Especially when it keeps you in a place where you may be disobedient to God. So how do you stop questioning the call? You give God your unadulterated yes. Keep your focus on God and God alone, okay? You have to remember that this is his assignment, okay? You are the resource, but not the source. Take the pressure off of you. It is above you now. There are some things God said, do X, Y, and Z. I do it the way he told me to do it. And after that, it's above me, okay, okay? ask God to of how you should steward and utilize the ideas, the time, the money and the people resources that he sends your way. Make sure that you are feeding your faith and you are starving your doubt. That's why you got to check God's resume. Because that's a way for you to make sure that you are feeding your faith. What are you watching? Who are you talking to? Who are you in agreement with? What are you reading? What are you watching on television? Where's your praise at? Where's your worship? You have to feed your faith when you are in a time where you know that you're doing something that seems impossible. You have to address your mind and your mouth. Your thoughts will try to come against you. But the Bible tells us that you take everything that tries to exalt itself, every imagination, every thought that tries to exalt itself above God and you make it submit to Jesus Christ. There's a work to this. You need to watch your mouth. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. So if you keep telling yourself that you're not going to succeed, guess what? You are speaking death to the very thing that God already told you he was going to do. You have to get you some scripture cards and you need to write down the scriptures for whatever season you're in. And you need to speak them aloud, recite them out loud daily. Speak life over yourself. Put on the full armor of God every day. You need to get in your word so when the enemy comes in and tries to attack you, you have your sword. Because the Bible tells us that the word of God is our sword. A lot of us are losing the faith fight because, child, you ain't got no weapons. You out here crying, but you ain't got no weapons. Get in your word. Have it hidden in your heart. You have to speak over yourself daily. You cannot afford to have pitfalls based on what you see in the physical, because what we deal with is not flesh and blood where God is seated, seated high and looking low. We're dealing with things in the heavenly realm. Like we have to remember that, you know, the mouth, the mindset, all of that is what kept um, the children of Israel bound for 40 years. They were free physically, but they were enslaved in their mind. And they literally said, we were better off in captivity. They wanted to go back to being slaves. And you have to really ask yourself, when God finally calls you, he's brought you out of bondage. He's done all of these things in your life. And you, a lot of us are saying to God in our words and in our actions, you know what? I was better off in captivity to sin. I'm not going to do, I'm no. Nah. Mm -mm. this is harder. I was better off in captivity. And that's the mindset that the enemy wants you to have because you'll always be defeated thinking that way. So I just really challenge y'all to give God your unadulterated yes, to do the hard work, to make sure that you are guarding your heart and your mind, that you are making sure that you are feeding your faith and starving your doubt. And you answer the call. Someone is waiting on you to do what God has called you to do. And it don't have to be this big elaborate thing. If God tells you to start feeding the homeless, we did um, every year at Christmas, we do this thing where we will feed the homeless. It don't matter what it looked like. One year, it was just sandwiches, like sandwiches, chips, and a drink. That's what we could afford to do. But I heard God say to do it. And that's what we did. And those people were so grateful. Do what you can do and God will do the rest. But give God your yes. So that is it for this week's show. I pray that this has blessed y'all. I pray that y'all really get up and do what God has called you to do and not allow the enemy to snuff out your yes, not to allow the enemy to keep you from walking in purpose because you're questioning your call. I'm so, so excited just to hear the testimonies and the things that are going to come out of the work that you do, the people and the lives that are going to be blessed. And I know that. Because I know it from personal experience. I know the emails that I get. I know the inboxes that I get. Child, it, girl, y'all look. Some days I'm like, really, God? Me? No. Mm mm. <laughs> right like it. it's so unimaginable but it's so worth it it makes it so worth it and so I pray that this episode has blessed y'all and until next week continue to love God love people and love yourselves and I will talk to y'all later bye
1: I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things. Okay. So until next week, continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. And